under pressure if these niggas had the weight on my shoulders See I don't mind reminding niggas how a nigga got noticed Low key cause a nigga can't hate what he can't see I know the fight in me can be misleading But I never waste my energy to stop you from leaving How many times I gotta fight for you to see me That shit for the birds, I feed them the words The knowledge, politicking about how life got you all fucked up Look up, fuck what they it's so lonely. It's so crazy without him here. It was so weird during the countdown. It, what's weird is we don't have the conductor here to like keep us on the rails. So it's like once one thing detracts us, we're fucking done. We're toast. Oh, uh, 100%. Um, before, I didn't want to say this uh, before we started recording because I really wanted this on fucking on wax. Yeah. Uh, when I was getting everything set up, I was like, oh shit, I better turn off my my fan which sits in my window and blows cold air in here because it's fucking hotter and dicks in my room yeah um but like as i'm getting up to fucking what's weird is like we're watching the weather channel and they didn't use that as a unit of temperature like measurement (laughs) (laughs) as i'm like turning off my fan i like start sneezing so i sneeze twice and then i hear someone from outside yo bless you (laughs) and i'm just like all right we're fucking closing the window tonight (laughs) Fuck, that'd be so ugly. I wouldn't like that at all. I don't think I'm loud enough for like my sound to go outside for people to yell back at me. They don't. Yeah. There's plenty of people walking by to be able yeah. to like respond. I'm just not like freaking out or like my sneezes don't sound like Hurricane Sam <laughs> for people to hear it and bless me. Welcome back to the Color Theory Podcast. This is episode seventy-three. Bro, do I have to guess the color? Oh, fuck, yeah, he's not here. What's crazy? Oh, uh, that's easy. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I, I, I was kind of banking on him being here, so I so, just came up. Um, What we can do with this color, though, is we can talk about the bike riding guy and that baby. That, that's exactly what this was. <laughs> the baby getting sh- shaken up like a fucking martini. <laughs> Dog, we got to do the fucking, <laughs> we got to do our intros first. Bro, it's not even that bad. Last week, we did 10 minutes before we even did AKAs. Because we That's had to true. do that. We I, had to do a Billy Woods and uh, a Lucid recap. That's true. It did take us a very long time to get to the AKAs last time. Fuck, fuck the AKAs. We, you know what? We have extra time. We can Instead of Teasy's AKAs, we can talk about CTE Baby and his owner. <laughs> do we want to at least intro ourselves before? Fine. AKAs, go. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy Tyrell, aka Ishtar Maza, aka Big Top Bingo, aka Tyree Irving, aka Strong, Tall, and Handsome, aka You Best Believe I Churn, aka DJ Letter Grade Deduction, aka Coming in White Like My Name Baby Bunk, Splat. aka Suzuki Spliffy, Yum. aka Color Selector Color Correct, so correct, aka Glizzy God, aka God. Comatosis Moses, mm. aka Soggy Soup Supplier, Blech. aka Teton Titan, aka Twin Barrel Tie. AKA Shitty Forest Wizard. So AKA much shit. number one runner, but I don't run. Never. AKA the reason we're recording on a Thursday. Thursday. AKA the chairman of the Rockefeller Reservation. It's AKA Brock. Louis Von Squidwilding Schnauzers. Mm. AKA Big T. AKA Six Consoles Hasapa. Six. AKA Per K Fire. AKA Disaster with a Masters. Mm. AKA Dick Out in the Biblioteca. Long. AKA Two Quarters Bear. Three Quarters Man. Four Quarters Machine. 400% AKA man. AKA Modding Twitch from the Trunk of a Clapped Out Crown Vickle PM Paint and Blown Shocks. Mm. AKA Bigger Disaster in the Subaru Slime Cyrus that makes this Thanksgiving Day Parade. RIP the Snoopy Flow. You will be missed. No. AKA Yuck. We're going to be speeding through these bitches. What about your boy Young Yosh, a.k.a. Famtasia, a.k.a. Ducky, a.k.a. Mexican Simba, a.k.a. Short Native, but my dick tall, a.k.a. Black Falcon, a.k.a. Falco, a.k.a. Apple Cheeks, a.k.a. She call me Yosh when I'm tweeting, call me Jordy when we fuck, a.k.a. Honey Jord, a.k.a. Hoodie Jordan, a.k.a. She suck me clean in the Civic, now my kids are on Broadway, 
Okay. I'm Jordy. Okay. back, Jordy. Okay. Clairvoyant Falcon. Okay. E A Falcon. It's in the wangs. Oh, the pizza is making me burp. Oh no. Oh, all that gluten <laughs> and the ambiguousness of our waitress's age is really bogging me down right now. Twenty-three to thirty-four. <laughs> Fucking the widest range. AKA young Yuki. Oh wait. AKA Chef Jordan Ramsey. AKA young Yuki Hira. AKA Jordy B. You know where I'm at. You know where I be. AKA TZ. I am proud of you. He say Yosh. I'm proud of you. AKA baby character. But as long as it's a fat dick. AKA Father Yosh preaching the gospel of the hardwood. AKA Frog Lake Thirty-One. AKA Lord Pretty Falco Jordy. AKA Big Pot Yosh. AKA Brother Bear. AKA Latino Del Rey. AKA Virgin Abloh. AKA it's. <laughs> ASMR. I was so lost at dinner. There was flooding on the TV. My mind was flooded with numbers as I couldn't figure out the age of our waitress. AKA King of the Fall Guys. AKA people have been talking about my slow bro. AKA Mary LeBron. AKA I'm winning. I. I'm dreaming. I'm inspiring. I'm silly. So I work hard. I get mine. Okay, gotta hear both sides. Okay, game six in Boston, game five in Detroit, game six in Cleveland, game seven in Golden State, game seven in San Antonio, game two in Toronto, game one in Golden State, game five in the bubble, play in game in LA. Every single time I get on this fucking podcast. Eight fucking. Games. That's my TZ impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, we're uh, we're missing uh, a member of the podcast because they are <laughs> just like the Disturbed number one hit song, the, the, the Down with the Sickness. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> today we saw uh, an elementary school, maybe junior high was a high school, but the insides of that high school had so much liquid just flowing through and there were chunks of wood flowing in and out of this wet environment and all i could think of the entire time was sky and her fat grippy gushing fucking flooded subway tunnel cooch referring to it as a subway tunnel is fucking vivid bro i should write a book (laughs) My book is just about Sky's coach. <laughs> it's it's five hundred poems about Sky and her coach. New York Times bestseller, easily four Fucking times in top a row. Of the charts. Well, I, I I I drop a double album, but it's a double poetry book. <laughs> One is about Sky, and then the other is about Mikasa. Yep. Where does uh where does ASMR chick fucking fall into it? <laughs> I'm trying, I gotta work out my tier list to really think about where I can put these individuals because I was thinking about this the other day. <laughs> I can't remember what we were watching, but there was someone on the TV and I was like, yep, B tier. He <laughs> was like, what? what? I was just like, no, B tier. He's like, what are you talking about? Sky? Sky Mikasa, Alma, top tier. Oh, wait, weekly waifu update. It's still Alma. The season's still going to Dragon Maid. Yeah. She wasn't in the last episode. I was really upset because I love her more than anything except Sky Mikasa. Where does Lynette fall in? Lynette is an A tier. Okay. Yep. Lynette, I love Lynette, dude. <laughs> I 
so uh, not not quite S tier, but fucking no S tier. S tier, yeah, S tier is like Tanache, Mikasa, Elma, Sky, like they like borderline yep. S tier, like God tier, and like floating in and out of that shit. So I, I I gotta I gotta really think about it. I gotta really sit down and I gotta really hammer out this list so that I know how everyone is ranked and categorized in my life. I should add to the podcast like topics so that way like I know that this will get done. <laughs> yeah. So then like I sit down and we'll just hammer it out one evening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Our waitress from tonight that we couldn't tell if she was twenty two or if she was sixty four. Like either <laughs> one of those. She's she's no. It was. It's definitely between mid twenties and like upper thirties. Like it was it was very confusing. Like there was yeah, a lot of no. conflicting things that were like I I can't tell because like her eyes said forty, but like <laughs> <laughs> the rest of her face her said eyes, like early twenties. So I was like, man, I'm confused. Yeah, her, her body eye, said her mom. Eyes definitely were like the eyes of like a forty five year old woman who'd like been through enough, but like her face, like you said, like fresh out of college. Yep, and then the rest and then, like, of her, her body, body was, was like, like the ambiguous thirties. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> the ambiguous thirties is crazy. Like, yeah. are you sure she doesn't have three kids, or is she just like, I go home and watch Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have no answer for you. Either way, I love her. I want her. Next time. <laughs> Next time, you'll ask her her age. No, like, I can. I'll be nervous, purpose, bro. Yeah. So I color of the day today. Color of the week is. CTE Cerulean, <laughs> which I wanted to easy to try and guess what the fucking backstory was behind this one, but uh, because he's not here to guess, I just get to tell you. Oh, I don't get a guess. You you know what the backstory <laughs> is. Uh, but what's so, the, but what's the Cerulean part of this? <laughs> is it is it Misty? Is it the Pokemon gym? <laughs> like it. I might be misremembering, but I'm pretty sure the fucking baby carriage that was on that rally race that we watched was uh, fucking... <laughs> I'm pretty t- sure it was blue. I was too busy witnessing the CTE to worry about the colors. <laughs> yeah. So, as Jordan and I are leaving the fucking pizza place, there's this dude pedaling by on a bike. Which, you know, not not noteworthy in and of itself. But he had one of like the fucking bike trailers that doubles as like a baby mover. And so there's like a fucking... An infant, a toddler, tucked into this fucking mesh chariot that were like the solid panels of it were blue. And that man was fucking whipping on that shit. Like, he was hauling ass up the street to begin with. So, like, that baby carrier, which should have been, like, a relatively smooth ride, was kind of bouncing. That bitch got air at at least one tire. And then he came up to a light. It turns red, so, like, he can't cross the street. So, instead, he just, like, makes a hard left, like, a hard 90-degree fucking turn without slowing down. And I swear to God, this fucking, like, stroller thing drifted behind him to fall into line as he fucking squealed across the street. Do those, do they have belts in those things? Or do you just, like, put the baby in and then pray? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't have I've never kids. needed one. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. I don't fucking yeah. kids. I never had like younger siblings to like throw in a fucking carriage and pull around, <laughs> tow around. I, I was fucking eight when my like little cousin was born, mm-hmm. and I remember my aunt had a running stroller, 
Like, it was, like, fucking ergonomically designed so that you could run behind it. I think she used it once. And then us little shit kids, because she lived, like, at the base of this hill. You guys pushed it down a hill? We would take the stroller up to the top of the hill, and then we would hop in it and fucking zoom in this three-wheeled, like, baby fucking baby mover. And we would, like, fucking fly down this dirt hill, hit her driveway, which was, like, concrete, bounce. And if we managed to stay in, like, we would land on this concrete and just keep picking up speed until we fucking (laughs) hit the street. Like, the whole fucking, like, setup of her yard was, like, kind of nuts. But, like, we learned that if you, like, leaned, like, left and right, like a fucking bobsled, you could, like, kind of control where you were going. And the the goal was always to get from, like, the top of the hill, or at least, like, where her fence was, down onto the driveway, down the driveway into, like, the cul-de-sac area, which was also on a hill, and down that. We never got that far, which is probably for the best because we had no method of stopping ourselves apart from just absolutely eating shit. Oh, and my like God. If we, if we had made it all the way down that, like, one, we would have built up so much fucking speed. Two, the only thing that would have stopped us was, like, a curb. So, like, you would have just watched fucking a bunch of res kids go soaring into the fucking uh, bushes. You guys are fucking nuts. Like, I can't imagine, like, just being like, yeah, this is a great idea. Let's do it. Like, it's such a bad idea. What's crazy is, like, the, um, is, like, that kid and, like, his dad just wheeling around is just a Twisted Metal DLC character. (laughs) <laughs> like, like the kid in the back is like boss baby, but with yeah. like fucking copious amounts of uh, explosives and guns. <laughs> and they're the ones when, that are just... When you're like, when you get too close to behind him on the, on the fucking sidewalk, the baby starts throwing claymores. sticks of dynamite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's laying claymore. He's throwing bananas. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, fuck. But no, so the baby carriage, as far as I'm aware, was a blue color. Hence, CTE Cerulean. Because that kid definitely has fucking CTE at this point. <laughs> They're going to have to crack open his skull at the age of 12 to see yep. a bunch of just fucking deformations happening in them brains. <laughs> his brain is like a cue ball <laughs> at age 13. <laughs> <laughs> One day, fucking Redacted said something to me. And I just remember telling him, the next time I talk with Tunkash... I'm going to ask him to put some wrinkles on your brain. <laughs> Which I think is still one of like my favorite things I've ever said. That's so fucking funny. He deserves it, though. That fucking brain dead stupid fuck. Love him. <laughs> he, he, he definitely. He's sponsor of the, he's sponsor of the uh, color today. Yep. Him and his CTE brain. So uh, what projects do we want to talk about first? Let's, uh, let's do our... Uh, What'd you listen to this week? Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot about that. Like three things. So three things I listened to this week that were not on the docket. Yep. Were Big Diva Energy or BDE by Big Frida. Was that good? No. <laughs> I I wanted it to be mm-hmm. like I I like New Orleans Bounce, but like this just it felt too mainstream, felt too poppy. Mm. Um, that sound doesn't really work if you want to make it like pop. No, like it takes There's away like a, everything that it like should be. Yeah, uh, Betty Bussett was a good track 
on there, which is like it's six tracks. It's like the only one that I think was like good. Mm-hmm. Um, BDE featuring Jax and Mark Rebelet. I was like really curious about because I don't know who the fuck Jax is, but I know Mark Rebelet, and I was like, how the fuck did this man get roped into this? And it just it just didn't work. The way you make it sound like they're like, please come do this song with us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I listened to Untreated Trauma by Mozzie. Oh, I listened to that too. I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought that one was fine. I don't I remember I listened to Montero it. by Lil Nas X. Was that good? Tell me about Montero because I never experienced Montero. I didn't want to. So it's it's very pop. Like I'm like it's I'm glad that it's classified as pop and that they didn't try and be like it's hip hop because it's not or country or country. Well, I mean like I look. I will say, Old Town Road, definitely a country song. That shit deserved to be on the country charts. I don't give a fuck what all these white racist hicks have to say about that. <laughs> they like um, the song. After fucking uh, Billy Ray Cyrus is on it. But I'm glad that it, again, I'm glad that it was classified as pop. Because, like, there is rapping, like, elements to it, but, like, it's mm-hmm. definitely a pop album. Like the Jack Harlow verse? I, fucking Jack Harlow verse never stands out to me. Why not? That track fucking sucks ass in the context of this album. Does it really? Um, Like, the track itself, fine. But, like, when you're listening to this entire album all the way through, that's track number three, and I swear to God, it is, like, ten decibels lower. Like, it is noticeably lower than everything else. So you'll be listening, have it at, like, whatever volume, like, you fucking generally listen at. Mm-hmm. And you hit that track and you can barely hear it. So you turn your shit up and then the next track hits and it's like back to the initial volume. And so it's loud as shit in your ears again. That's so weird because like the amount of money into that project is so high that I don't know how something gets past like final mixing to even like allow that. It's the only track like that too. It's not like, what the fuck was the one that we listened to where... There was one track that was a normal volume. And it was RX Poppy's pop ver- Pap vs. the World, where it was like yep. the intro was like the normal volume, and then the rest of the tape was fucking quiet as fuck. Yeah. That's really uh, the only reason I never listen to that mixtape ever again, is because the mixing is just so off, and it bothers me so much. I'm trying to think of what else about this album, because I didn't take any notes on it. Yeah. I knew we weren't going to talk, or I didn't think we were going to talk about it. Uh, Scoop with Doja Cat, I remember it was enjoyable the elton john song um weird feature like unexpected feature but it was good dollar sign slime meg the stallion's fucking getting her shit off just meg the stallion yeah i don't know i don't know what how else to like talk about her music because like it all even when she's rapping her ass off like it's the it same sounds like the same matter. flow right yeah every single time you get here yeah, and ah. i'm like and then she's like rapping. i don't I don't dislike her, but like, I, I'm not interested anymore. Low key, she kind of got the baby syndrome going on where it's like she sounds the exact same on every single song, but just nobody wants to talk about it because it's Meg the Stallion and we like her. We That's don't fair. like the baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sun Goes Down. Um, Does it oh, interpolate Sun Goes Down? When the sun goes <laughs> down. All right. God, I uh, wish. That'd be so fucking fire. He returns to his country roots once again. 
I said, I'm trying to remember what that one is. Because, like, that one stands out to me, and I'm, I don't remember why. What um, I'm kind of confused about is you say it's, like, pop-sounding, but I'm like, I just don't know what pop sounds like. Because, like, when I think of pop, I think of, like, the Ariana Grande albums. <laughs> <laughs> like, super bubbly, super upbeat, like, fun, singy-sounding shit. But that, I, I just don't even remember what his voice kind of sounds like, other than, like, the chorus of Industry Baby, which is, like, the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Uh, fuck. And so yeah, sun goes down is like. Um, that's why I remember it. He talks about like feeling out of place mm-hmm. growing up, because like being black and being gay and like kind of dealing with like these two identities in this very white, very straight world. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like. This is a good song. This is a very interesting, like, introspective, like, take on all this. The album's not bad. It's just, it's not for me. Yeah. Like, this this was not an album written for me. This isn't, like, fucking Old Town Road, which was 100% aimed squarely at me. That was, like, the, but it was, like, the weirdest song ever, too. Yeah. It's, it's a good song, but it's still just so weird when you think about it. Um... What did I listen to this week? I listened to uh, Life of a Young OG by Nuez, Rio de Young OG, Glocky Cash Only. That was really good. It's like a short 22-minute EP. I really enjoyed that. Um, I also listened to Mozzie. Uh, and then I listened to Back in Action by Midwest, which was pretty How cool. Was it, it's like... It's like... Uh, it's like um, I don't want to call it hyper pop. I don't like calling it hyper pop because like hyper pop is like so much more like fast and strong and it's not necessarily like the video game noise. Like it's more singing and shit like that. Like it's, uh, it's like more Hunter Jacks than Playboy Cardi. Um, yeah. But this was more of like when hip hop tries to flirt with that noise, like the video game noises and shit, like whole lot of red. And it was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed that. I actually listened to it like two days ago. For the first time, and I listened to it a couple more times. But I haven't been listening to a lot of new music. I've been busy this last, like, week or so doing other shit that I just haven't listened. Like, I didn't even know what new shit came out this week. And I kept forgetting that Injury Reserve came out. <laughs> Which is what I'm we're going to talk just, about. Yeah. I'm saying, I was just, like, really excited because I like Injury Reserve. I was Do you want to talk about that one first or the other two? We can only talk about Injury Reserve and then reference the other two. Because, like, the okay. other two are old as fuck. That's fair. I, I wanted you to listen to those for context into this album as far as, like, sonically and shit. That makes sense. Injury Reserve is a rap collective hailing from Tempe, Arizona. Comprised of producer Parker Corey and MC Richie with a T. Another rapper, Steppa J. Groggs, was a member of the group until his death in 2020. Rest in peace. The members of the group met one another in 2013, and they immediately started recording music together. As a result, they've published the mixtape Depth Chart in 2013 and the EP Cooler Colors in 2014, later removed from all digital platform. In 2015, the group released their self-released their second mixtape, Live from the Dentist Office, aptly named due to the fact that it was recorded in the dental office of producer Corey Parker's grandfather. The project has been praised by music critics for Groggs and Richie's honest and charismatic rapping style, as well as for Parker's innovative approach to jazz rap and alternative hip hop. 
Uh, subsequent year, they released their third mixtape, Floss, which immediately received critical acclaim. That one was really yeah. good. Floss was really and good. In 2017, they released the EP, Drive It Like It's Stolen. That was cool, too. And then in 2019, they released their self-titled debut album, um, which just titled Injury Reserve. And had JPEG Mafia, Amina, Kicks the Killer, Rico Nasty, Freddie Gibbs, and Dram. I don't remember people liking that one as much as they liked their mixtapes beforehand. I don't remember now. I know I know. I liked Floss more than I liked um, the, in, the self-titled Injury Reserve album. And that's because I, when I first heard Floss, it was just so different. And yeah. like the sounds on it were super cool. Like the instrumentals were super cool and they were like really unique in the way that they rapped and sounded. And I thought it was just so fun. Cause I remember the first time I listened to floss, which is the first time I listened to injury reserve was when I was driving to Arizona for a Christmas break with Blaine. And there was only one time in that entire like 20 hour trip down and 20 hour trip back where he complained about the music being played. And it was during floss. <laughs> <laughs> while it was being played he's like do we really have to listen to all this and i was like hey this is good we're gonna listen to the whole project i haven't heard it yet and i, yeah. I but it i understand because there are like times on there where it's just like it's not like it's a drag but it's like oh i gotta remember what the the beat in the song is but there's this one song on there where it's like <sighs> i don't know if it's girl with the good gold wrist or if it's what's goody but it has like a, a like a persisting noise in the background or like vocal sample mm -hmm. that he's just like, man, what is this? This is so annoying. And it, it goes hard. I see but that. I, like, I just don't remember. I, I remember when the self-titled um, album came out. Like the only tracks I remember people like genuinely enjoying. And I guess maybe it was because like the people I saw approaching this album at this point was mostly like mainstream audiences mm -hmm. where, but it was like jailbreak the Tesla and jawbreaker were like the ones that people like really kind of talked about. Do you remember the music video for jawbreaker? I do. And how it's like a, like a, a fucking yeah. runway. Like yeah, no, it's like runway. a fashion show. And like when, Oh, I can't remember. Let's see. I think it's Rich, not Richie with the, what the fuck are the guys' names? I know what Grogs looks like, but I can't remember. It's Richie with the T, and what's the other guy? Uh, Parker, right? Parker, yeah. So Richie with the T walks out, and like he does that entire like, like remember that he only raps like the smallest bit, but he has that yep. like that long ass monologue where he talks about like Ian Connor, who's like the the rapist dude, but he was like a V Lone guy, and I remember yeah. I remember specifically that being called out, and I remember that video was just crazy. And they were just talking about how like shitty people dress. And I'm like, yeah. this is so hard. Like it was so cool. It was what it was one of my favorite videos that came out at that time. And I hate jailbreak the Tesla. I, <laughs> <laughs> I do not like that song at all. Um, but like jailbreak the Tesla makes me think of this, um, this little Tekka song that came out this year called chopper chopper hit the loudest. And when trippy red sings the chorus on there, it sounds like he's saying troubleshoot the Lotus and I was like, that's way oh. harder. That is way harder than Chopper Chopper Hit the Loudest. It's just like troubleshoot the Lotus, like repeated over and over. I'm like, troubleshoot the Lotus, jailbreak the Tesla. Like, ah, like, <laughs> like that's two sides of the same coin. Like that it's hard. Like it just sounds hard. 
Troubleshoot the Lotus? <laughs> yeah. It sounds crazy. I remember Wax On was good too. But like, yeah. like I really Thing never I go back and listen. I really never go back and I, listen to that project at all. I went back to it um, this last summer uh, when I was in fucking Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Partly because the first time I listened to it was the last time I was in Wisconsin for this fucking field school. So like, just like this weird, like bit of nostalgia. Yeah. Um, the thing I always remember about jailbreak the Tesla is he has the line, uh, tell that, um, Elon, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Because redacted used to text me, tell Mike faith. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mike faith is the fucking tribal chairman for back home. And like, it just got me every fucking time. And so, like, I can't listen to this track and not think of Tell Mike Faith I'm Sorry. And, like, it <laughs> fucking takes me out. That's so fucking funny. Right? We should have brought that goofy fucker on because, like, I know he oh, listened to fuck. this. I know he listened to this the second it came out. Yeah. Because I remember I texted he- him about it. And then, I was, and then he was like, man, this shit is just ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> he did not like it the second time, like, we talked about it. Oh, yeah, I know, like, when I pulled up the the album to listen to it on Apple Music, he was the only little icon that had listened to it at that point. Yep, because I, I had listened to it with TZ. Like, we listened to it in person through his speakers at his apart or at his house. And what's crazy about this uh, project is, like, when you listen to it through speakers, it doesn't do as much as it does, like, when you listen to it through your headphones. And, like, I could tell it was going to be that kind of shit because, like, once the once the beats start to get like really experimental and like start to do that wavy like really reverberate through like your ears type sounds where it's like there's so many times like on this project where i feel like we're listening to a a rocket launch or something because it's like really dirty and it's really muddy like the sound and like they'll do like all these really wavy things and it's like when you listen to that through speakers it just doesn't work unless it's like a car and you're enclosed in because then it yep. can kind of work. But like if it's like living room speakers and it's coming straight at you, it just doesn't work at all. And then like whenever they do their vocal effects and stuff, and a lot of times the, the vocals are mixed down too. So you can't really hear them. So it's just like, it's literally sounds like white noise a lot of the time, like in the background, like you leave your static TV on and it's just like that. And you're just, every once in a while, it's just like a couple sounds start popping yeah. up. And that's like the overall vibe that you get from this. So I was like, yeah, you got to listen to this shit with headphones and then hopefully it'll sound better. So yeah, I remember last episode when I said uh, that I was excited for this album, TZ was just like, mm, don't be. Because that, that, we literally listened to it like right before we yeah. were going to do it. But then you chimed in with saying that you're like, it's kind of artsy, Tyrell will like it. And then TZ's only other like suggestion was listen to it in the daytime. Because it's scary sounded. It's- yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's scary sounding, but it's just more of like, I feel like I'm in a haze the entire time when I'm listening to it, like a really glitchy haze. Yeah. But I never, like, I've, I never feel like super sad. I, it kind of does the same type of feeling because, um, the way that I interpret this album is it's really like a grieving album, but it feels like they're Mm -hmm. letting go of Grog's. Like the build up until the end where they finally like release Grogs to like the heavens and to be like, this is our parting gift with you, especially musically because he was a member of the the collective. And this is just their way of like dealing with it, like coping with like the loss and everything. And like that build up to it 
it's it's messy and everything but it like you go through the stages of like the griefing and everything but it's never like super sad because like yeah. that's why i had you listen to the um to the Slossom malone projects because those feel a lot more dreary sounding like those entire listens that they're, they're like like the way they deliver their lyrics in those songs are so much more like subdued so much more not muddied but more like filtered down and like mm-hmm. drug out and like really sad sounding next to like some piano the, noises and stuff the big difference between this and like that Slossom Malone project um which again like you had me listen to that because people were like talking about this album and saying there's ne- never been anything like this before they've never heard anything like it before mm-hmm. which like there are even with like even not counting the Slossom Malone projects you had me listen to, there are like threads of this other places. There's other people that have done sounds like this, but the, one of the big differences between the Slossom Malone project and projects and this is that with um, Slossom Malone, like the atmosphere that gets created is this very like rainy, sad like jazz feeling where it's like. I'm just waiting out the storm at this point. It feels really desolate too in like a really weird cloudy way. Like it's so hard to like, cause you can feel it, but it, you, it's hard to describe exactly like what's around you. Cause it, you ever play no man's sky? No. Fuck. I was going to say, so it's like the first version of no man's sky when it was like dog shit. Like it was literally yeah. like so bad and people complained about it. There's some planets that'll like generate where, like, the hue and the color of it is, like, like a yellowish, like, a really deserty type color, but there's, like, a little bit of life that pops up, and, like, the sun is, like, towards the end of the day, or it would be super early morning when it's super orangey. It'd be like that all the time. Mm-hmm. But you would throw, like, a... You would just, like, sap out 75% of the brightness and make it dark, but those colors. That's how that album makes me feel. <laughs> see, see, like, the, the atmosphere I kept getting from that was... A New York street, like middle of the night, it's raining. All you have are like the fucking compressed salt lamps. Like that's the mm-hmm. only source of light. There's no lights on in any windows, no lights on on this, um, in cars. There's no cars on the street. There's no people like it feels familiar. There's like elements of it that like you feel that you recognize, but it feels so alien at the same time. Yeah. Like there's something about it that just doesn't feel right. See, like, that's how I feel when I listen to Mike or, like, that too. Uh, Medhane or, like, Navy Blue. Like, those three. Like, that area 100% makes me feel like New York, dreary, rainy day. Yeah. With those three, though, like, there's still people around. Like, I'm not talking to any of them, but I can see people, like, walking down the street or I can see cars driving around. When I listen to the Slauson Malone, like, there's nothing. It's yeah. It's just me and Your this thoughts. fucking ambient noise. Yep. It, um. No, go on. No, you go ahead. I was gonna. I was just gonna go and fucking dig us even farther off the path by yeah, talking no. about other things that remind me of certain settings. Because I was gonna and say, the, I was gonna say the live, live in like Kia. Yeah. their albums remind me of Catcher in the Rye, the scene or not the scene, <laughs> but like the part where, uh, what the fuck is his name? Holden, whatever the fuck the know. main character of Catcher in the Rye is, but it's like after he runs away from school and then he ends up at the hotel bar, and he's just sitting there talking to the patrons. Like that, yeah. it always puts me in that like exact setting, 
where it's either like Frank Sinatra's on stage or a jazz artist is on stage or it's slam poetry night. <laughs> it's like it's always that type of scene that like their music puts me in. So getting back to this fucking injury reserve album, um, like the juxtaposition between this, the between um, by the time I get to Phoenix, which is the name of this album, which I don't think we've said yet, and the Lost and Malone projects, is that where Lost and Malone feels there's like this organic feeling to it. This is very like even down to like the cover art, where the cover art is um it's overlooking city lights, which I'm assuming is Phoenix. And it's a person kind of floating there and like where their head should be is just this bright light, um, almost like the sun rising. It's all these like reds and yellows, but it's also compressed to hell. Like it is grainy. There's no like natural bleed off or transition between colors. It's all compressed, compressed lines. Um, and that's how like the entire album feels is like distorted and not poorly compressed but some of like the sounds like that synth heavy it's very synthetic sounding and all of that like it's not bad like i feel like whenever i say things like synthetic or distorted or compressed like that that creates like the connotation that it's a bad thing no in this case it's very much not see like when you say that it makes me think of glitchy sounding yeah. stuff but like i understand i guess i understand exactly what you're talking about which is why i'm just like oh this- i bet it sounds really cool because like god this album is so like it's interesting but like i feel like for me to really get this album i just have to sit down with it in like the dark but with genius open so i can read the lyrics along so that i don't space out because there's a lot of times where it's really they leave a lot of the instrumental or a lot of the sounds that are just going on to like you can just zone out and just forget where you yeah. are for a little bit. And then you'll come back to it because it's, it's, it's just the way that they decided to make the songs and the lengths of the song. Did you know? Um, so I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for this. Did you know that a week <laughs> prior to the release of this, they have an internet, they announced an international tour and no. the supporting acts are zero and Sloss and Malone. Yeah. Makes sense. That, isn't that crazy though? That like yeah. Sloss and Malone happens to just be like one of the people that are just going around. Like with them? I had no idea about that. Me either. That's why I was like, I'm looking through this. I'm like, fuck, that's crazy. I was also looking at the title and I'm like, by the time I get to Phoenix, I was like, hmm. It made me think that it was like, because we don't know why Gro- where, where Groggs is. Like what happened yeah. to him. Well, we know where Groggs is. But like, we don't know like what happened to him. And like, um, <laughs> and Just like, the phrasing of that. I know. Because like, now I'm like, fuck, I could be ugly. But, um, <laughs> But, like, I was, like, by the time I get to Phoenix, I was, like, what if that was, like, them, they weren't able to get in time to, like, whatever. But it turns out, like, Grogs wanted to name the project that beforehand or their next album yeah. uh, by the time I get to Phoenix or whatever. All right. Anyway. Well, I mean, that kind of fits with, like, the one of the overarching, like, themes or, like, motifs you can pick up on in this is this idea of travel. Mm-hmm. Like, the this idea of there being a journey of some kind being made. Um, so I'm gonna go through this track by track. I've listened to this a decent number of times. I don't think I could put a number on it, but I listened to it at least once in my car driving around like sunset to like evening, mm-hmm. which was a very interesting experience. I listened to it a bunch of times at work. <laughs> 
And then there was one time where I did sit down and just like read the genius lyrics alongside. And that was when I took all my notes. Yeah. Um, so we start with this, uh, the track outside where there's like this baseline in the beginning that gives it a very bluesy feel. And I think that sets up like the exploration of depression and trauma and like mourning for the rest of this album. Uh, Richie's the only one who's rapping on it. And when he's rapping, he starts tripping over his words. He's angry. He's heated. You can feel all of this. The beat is super sparse and his voice is distorted. Um, one of the lines that I picked out of this one was the R slash got the white boys talking all wildly, which like, isn't the first time that they have called out, um, like the anonymity of the internet and how like fucking tough that makes people feel. Yeah. Specifically um, Reddit after, too. That's a, that's yeah. a very like poignant, like right at Reddit, like probably hip hop heads if I had to guess or probably. some area, but, um, after he's done rapping, the beat starts to like swell and build like it's coming to this drop and it gets like steadily more and more synthetic. And then it cuts at that last 15 seconds for like this ragged breathing. And then it's like silence until Superman that, mm-hmm. which is like track two. And it creates just like this really cool effect. Uh, and Superman that there's the... The chorus of it is also by Richie. Most of the vocals on this are by Richie. Um, they, they're they very selective when they use grogs, mm-hmm. which I think is good. Like, they're not trying to capitalize on, like, his death or anything. Like, this is very much them coming to terms with it. Because, like, in Superman, that the chorus is, Ain't no saving me, ain't no saving me or you. And it's, like, over this, like, much faster synth beat than the first one. And the first verse is just Richie. The second time that it comes around, they have Grog's vocals uh, layered into it, which is a really, really cool effect. And like also just continues to build on like these themes of like death and mourning. SS Francisco, uh, the baseline through here reminds me of like less of hip hop and more of like an alt rock or yeah, an alt rock track from like the, early 2010s mm-hmm. um and richie's not really like rapping to us he's just like speaking the first verse and we have um this track is the has the only feature on it which is the loopers or the loopers and um they're kind of like floating around in the back and then we get to the feature verse where homie says they ain't got no gravity i'm floating in some coochie before ending the verse with scared to have some kids because the world be going through it. Um, and like the next one is Richie. And one of the bars that I pulled out of it was got kin buried in the dirt and we just going to uproot, uproot and deuces, which feels a lot like him saying, I can't leave here. Whether that here is Arizona Phoenix, um, like his career, it feels like he's saying like, we've been here too long. We've put in too much to just call it quits. But like, it also sounds like he's not the happiest about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Footwork in a forest fire, fucking hard title. That shit is like, I fucking love the title of this. Uh, Grogs is the very first verse we hear. And it's like one of the only complete verses from Grogs that we get. 
um it's over this like super chaotic beat that has this impending sense of like more chaos more pandemonium and it's not whenever like grog speaks there's like these drums and like very like staccato effects under his voice that don't blend with the beat like they like he's like fighting the beat the whole fucking time which only increases like the like the the feeling of the song mm-hmm. uh and then it goes and like all of grog's lines are about like panic change trying to stay alive in this world that is trying to kill you and then it goes into richie delivering everything in like a much darker tone and one of the things he keeps saying is like grab everything you can grab your firstborn grab your uh first dollar grab your first possession and get to safety and then this all goes into ground zero which has like the sparse beat, layered vocals. It's very low sounding. Like there's nothing in like the upper range. Um, at least not that I could tell. And there's like all these like football metaphors layered throughout. Um, at one point he takes a shot at CeeLo Green. Mm-hmm. And like the whole like underlying message there is like we're, we're about this shit. Like this is what we're, we're pushing through. Do you have anything to add to any of these things? No, I'm, kind of I'm, I'm, I'm letting you go. I'll pop yeah, no. in if I have something to say or if I want to push back on something. So you just keep going. Yeah. No, I like this album a lot. Smoke Don't Clear. It's fucking hard. The delivery is so menacing. And when Richie says, I tried to move a mountain with just many men. I tried to move a out, but that ain't really it. Do what you want to. The smoke never clear. Strap up your own boots. It's all uphill from here. Is so fucking beautiful. Top Picks for You is a really, really cool concept for a song. And again, like, we keep talking about, like, this, like these ideas of, like, death and mourning and coming to terms with, like, the loss of someone because even if that's not, like, explicit in the lyrics, and a lot of times it is, this album was still made in the wake of Grog's death. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you can't really escape that feeling. Um, top Picks for You makes that really, really apparent. Because, like, the whole song is about how even after you die, your digital footprint continues to live on. And there's, like, a part in the song where Richie talks about turning on Netflix. And he's on, like, Grog's profile. He's on Grog's account. And the algorithm is still spitting out recommendations. Like, based on when Grog's is alive and utilizing these digital services, he has, like, this continued life after through these services because they're going to continue spitting out shit in this algorithm. And like, it's not something I had ever considered in this way before because most of the people that I've known who have like passed away that were like close enough to me for that. Like it was before the algorithm had become so all encompassing. See the scary part about that is like what I would be scared about is like, I would see it, but the second I click on anything, I would ruin the algorithm. Yeah. Like it would take away from that person ever existing in the digital space. Like the second I click on one Netflix movie that I want, I'm already altering the the yeah. grogs al- the, the metaphorical grogs al- algorithm that would exist yeah. in the Netflix space or like your music recommendations or anything. Oh, that would bother me so much. Like I would look yeah. at it, but I wouldn't be able to like click anything because then I would just like go away. And then what happens when your subscription runs out? Oh, that's scary. Yeah, it reminds me of like the um, 
there's the one story on Reddit of like the guy whose like dad passed away and he got his dad's old Xbox and like it take him like a years to kind of finally plug it in and they start he starts playing Ridge Racer mm-hmm. and the time attack like ghost like he starts racing against it um like it shows up one day and like he realizes that it's his dad's fucking like line it's his dad's race and so he just like keeps trying to beat it and like he gets to the point where he almost beats the like he beats the line he gets to the finish line first and he stops right before crossing it so that he wouldn't erase the record which i think is like yeah no like it's like what you're talking about where you have the algorithm, you have like this piece that kind of lives on until you start to mess with it. We go from top picks for you to wild, wild west where they keep talking about 5g, but not in like an anti 5g conspiracy way. Um, it's just like, that's like the metaphor that they have gone with. It fits with like this, like compression and digital, uh, like theme that they've created. Cause he keeps saying like they're putting up 5g towers all over the place. And then he juxtaposes that with like the career of injury reserve and the run that they're having or that they had like musically, uh, the repetition of the first half of the verse again in the second half, but like more cohesive and more aggressive, I thought was really hard. Post postpartum has grogs in the refrain and he's kind of like weaving in and around this distortion and it has this ethereal quality. Like I'm rolling around in waves and that's the only thing. Like that's the break in the sound is Grog's voice. Mm-hmm. Knees. Uh, Richie just wants his fucking pain to mean something. He keeps talking about how he's like, I got all these growing pains, but I still ain't growing. And he's like, I hurt and there's nothing to show for it anymore. Um, He just feels like a man who's so fucking tired. And then... This is like one of the, I think this might be the last Grog's verse we get, like the last complete one. And he says, uh, I don't have any specific lines, but the whole verse is about him like drinking excessively and his aunt calling him out on it. And he's like, maybe I should take that booze out of my, out of my rider. And then he's like, next time. But he kind of knows that he's still going to keep doing it. Like, he's going to keep telling himself, next time I'll take it out. Next time I'll take it out. Next time I won't get any booze. And it's just such a fucking sad moment. Because I know so many people like that. Mm-hmm. And the last track is By Storm, which it feels lighter, less dark, and less sad. Um, It feels like they're still processing Grog's death, but they're starting to accept it and they're starting to look past and like again like this whole album just feels like them working through like every stage of grief and it's that's not an easy thing to put out that's why i feel like this because this album's been in the work for almost a year and a half like it's been in work for a long time and i wonder if it's just like when you're trying to deal with the grief but you're also trying to like think of like what's the most what's the best way for us to be able to convey our feelings towards Grogs, but also like honor him, and like even convey just like the general thoughts that you have about your own like existence and like your existential like being and stuff. Because like 
especially if there's times where you're you're questioning like why am i doing this like what's the purpose of literally anything because like if you're not going to be remembered then it's just like you literally are just going by the wayside like the only people that will remember that you ever exist are the people that are directly in your life and it's just like you have to you you play like this fucking cat and mouse game with like well is it worth it is it not worth it is it worth it is it not worth it and you're just like chasing some sort of purpose and it's just fucking nuts but yeah yeah no i i i really enjoyed this album again like just thematically and like these ideas that it's exploring and the presentation of it all i think is really good and like even down to like the thing of how it kind of blends into the background at a certain point if you're not like actively focusing on it Mm -hmm. like i feel like that's like thematically appropriate because when you're grieving like that can't always be at the forefront for you like it's it's always there but it's like you're not actively focusing on it all the time and it makes me wonder what this album was like before grog's passed Mm -hmm. like how much of this was in place before he before he died and how much of it or did they just fucking start from the ground up so i think they wanted to be like super experimental which is why the sounds are still consistent like super glitchy and stuff but i think they they probably weren't expecting like to make it like super dark and it probably would have had more bubbly track like a few bubbly tracks in it but it's like once that happens, it's just like why would you ever do that? Like, yeah. you just you just end up changing the entire like what you want to do with the project itself and stuff. Hmm. No, good album. Highly recommend it. Well, okay. coming off of that, <laughs> honestly, let's see what uh, <laughs> we do now. <laughs> See if fucking my college newspaper has written anything about it. Oh my god, is that where that um the Kanye West article came from? Yeah, baby. Oh my god, that shit don't even make sense. His first magnum opus in five years. Who proofreads it? No don't one. you have editors? I'll fucking know. I'm not a part of the fucking shit anymore. There's no way they wrote about this album. No. Not this fast. It would have been a one-week turnaround. That Donda review came out after like three weeks. When when did a fucking Certified Lover Boy drop? Two or three weeks ago. I feel like they had like a, like a review of Certified Lover Boy like right after it came out. So you're saying the biggest artists on the world drops an album and they rush to get a review out. And we're yeah. expecting Underground Injury Reserve to get the same treatment. Look, man, I'm hoping... I can hope that my fucking... The shitty newspaper actually does something. I, do, I wouldn't I wouldn't want them to even bother talking about it. They'd soil it. Yeah. The most recent thing that they have there is a review on Harry Styles' Love on Tour concert. Where? In Minneapolis? Uh, I guess. They didn't have a Luke Combs one? No. Bro, Luke Combs was in town a week ago. Did you go? Do I look like a... Yes, I actually was. I was in front row. <laughs> it was me and my red hat and my fucking Pabst blue ribbon. You were out there in your fucking Amiri 
Mary Mary Joggin fit. No, I was out there in assless chaps, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Chicks are flailing to Luke Combs. What would like a Luke? (laughs) What would a Luke Combs flying Lotus song sound like? (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Holy shit! Fucking war at the door, but it's Luke Combs talking about his truck. Oh my god, dude. Like, Never Let Me Down remix with Luke Combs. <laughs> it's like all that busy instrumental going on, and then Luke Combs just pops in. Oh, what would, Christ. like, a. What would, like, a. Like an Uncle Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> an Uncle Cracker and, like, a Working on Dying beat. I'm working on dying. Follow me. That's just <laughs> like it's all right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, what even is a, an Uncle Cracker set? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. I have no idea what the hell Uncle Crackers put out. All how I know do, is. How, how do you fill a 50 minute set with Uncle Cracker songs? You have a three minute and 30 second follow me song that you can play to close but you got 47 minutes to fellow buster he just played at the casino like at that prairie nights i know because i so here's the thing no i don't know anyone who went so like i can't ask <laughs> i know someone that went to the one in sioux falls you, so, you should hit them up what was the set so yeah they're gonna know the whole fucking thing but i mean not a single person knows an uncle cracker song besides the follow me why would you even go what would the what would the appeal of that concert be fucking red solo cups what do you mean that isn't that a different artist no like i mean that is like a different artist like the song itself but i mean like that's the appeal is you get fucking red solo cups and fucking yacht rock bro you just get a couple of yeehaws together and you got a fucking <laughs> uncle cracker concert <laughs> who was the people at the Stan rock one you know, oh, crazy. I, I don't know if you caught this when I was talking to you earlier, but I when I was talking about the bat signal being up in the sky and I said it was a buffalo, and then I yeah. said, scratch that. It's actually a rock with legs. <laughs> <laughs> That's way fucking funnier. Oh, fuck. I did, I did catch that, but it was like right when our fucking ambiguously aged waitress came back. Love her. So, like, I wasn't able to comment. I think I'm falling in love with her, too. But <laughs> <laughs> she had like a C tier, like. I she's, she's not quite reached that level. Uh, it depends on the age. <laughs> she could be a D tier or a C tier. If she's 35, she's C tier. But if she's like 23, then she's a D tier. Oh, so the older the age. Well, there's no coming back. Like, like if you're fair. young and you look like that, like, what are you going to look like in 10 years? Oh, Christ. Uncle Cracker's not released a fucking album in nine years. That, But he's been touring off that one for 10 years. For a decade. The fucker's been touring off Follow Me and Smile for... <laughs> See, like, you remember the waitress that we had that, like, drowned me? Or, like, tried drowning me? Because, like, you were taking forever to eat. <laughs> See, she's like, like... She's, like, middling C and D tier, too. Like, she's straddling <laughs> the line. Yo, we gotta talk about the fucking pizza that we had today. Alright, let's talk about the pizza. We had a, we had a what, a Thai chicken pizza? Yeah. That it, was good. Instead of... Instead of, like, regular pizza sauce, it had a fucking, like, Thai peanut sauce. And then peppers, red peppers, onions, and chicken. And there was something else on there. Uh, cilantro. Okay. 
it was fucking surprisingly good. Like, we were both a little gun-shy because the last pizza we got from the place that wasn't, like, our default fucking meat lovers was... <laughs> the T-Rex? Fucking, um, Come on. The T-Rex was uh, that fucking chicken Alfredo pizza where, like, the the Alfredo sauce, quote-unquote, just tasted like they got it out of a fucking can. It tastes like milk. Like, it was it's fucking m- awful. It was so gross. It had such a uh, taste. Bad texture. We- we watch them fucking throw that pizza on the ground, try and save us from it, and then bring it out again. <laughs> and we had to fucking suffer through it. It was like the greatest pump fake of all time. Like, they were just like, ah, uh, maybe you should get something else. Now we're just kidding here. Have it. <laughs> suffer. Yeah. Um, but the Thai pizza tonight, like the sauce, the sauce was a lot runnier than I thought it would be for being peanut sauce. Because, like, yeah. whenever I make peanut sauce, it's always thick as fuck, no matter what you put in it. Like, it always is just super, like, like thick. But this one, it was, like, kind of runny. It tasted, like, like, just enough like peanut to not be overbearing. The peppers are good. Like, it tasted really good for a pizza. I was very impressed. Fuck yeah. I, see, I wasn't, like, as shocked by, like, the runniness of the fucking sauce. Because I'm thinking of when at the pho place... When I got that fucking shrimp roll that time and like they gave me gave it to me with peanut sauce. That shit was pretty fucking runny. Like that wasn't like thick at all. Yeah. So, I guess it dep- uh, well, every time I've made peanut sauce, I use actual peanut butter. <laughs> so the, oh. that's <laughs> why it's thick. And then yeah, I don't sense. use I don't it, I mean if you use cornstarch, of course it will be fucking even thicker. That yeah. shit will be just like fucking sky's cooch, man. The secretions from that being hella thick. Um but yeah, Thai, Thai, uh, Thai, Thai chicken pizza from... Uh, oh, there's chicken on it. Thai chicken pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. Would yeah, recommend. spicy. Solid. Was it supposed to be spicy? I would assume so. It's got yeah. red peppers. Red pe- well, they probably took out the seeds. You know where we're at. You know, they can't, you know they can't be given spice to the fucking mayo that's out there. Speaking of, uh, of places to eat, should we eat at a fucking chicken place next week? Yes. All right. I don't know which one. I, I mean, there's only one chicken place that you and I go to. Okay. That's what I figured, but I didn't know if you had another chicken place in mind because you said, let's go to a chicken place. I, I, I thought I said the chicken place. Okay. The chicken place. We'll go to the chicken place. I like the chicken place. I got chicken strips there once. Not the best. They're fine. I don't like them because like I got a dry rub on them, but like they didn't uh, do a good enough job like seasoning it. Like the, the shit did not like... They didn't season the chicken right after they pulled it out of the fryer. So, like, none of the the dry rub stuck to it. It just, like, fell yeah. off on my plate. So, I was sitting there I licking my plate trying to get the taste. I said, I can't get, like, anything, any sauces from there because, like, the sauces all come out and it's cold as shit because, like, they're just sitting in the fridge. What, you I'm don't like, like ranch? Fuck ranch. <laughs> you don't like ketchup? You don't like anything that's good for you? No. Which of these topics do you want to talk about first? Oh, let's see. I guess we're already fucking partway through uh, topic number three, huh? <laughs> Real fast meals is kind of <laughs> crazy. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's see. Well, how far I back can we go? I we got to that organically. Like, we didn't fucking look, consult the list. We just got there. Bro, fuck, the, fuck, a, fuck a list, dude. I could filibuster. <laughs> I could do that shit. <laughs> you know what's so crazy? It's like every time I think of filibuster... <laughs> like I think of like you know like when you you say a rap line but then you space out the line kind of like I'm a businessman not a business man so then yeah. whenever I think of filibuster not f- 
filla buster. <laughs> and then with the hey yo after it. <laughs> so every time I, yeah, that's like every time I think of that whenever I say filla buster. Um, let's see. I, I love that. That's what you think of because I was gonna say pause at one point that's when it. you kept saying filibuster. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. What did we have before that? The, the before that was the noble meal where I almost drowned. Yeah, yeah. Where they gave me, they kept saying they're like ego pa- or waffles, like they're big waffles, and they gave me like shit was like the size of a fucking quarter. Yeah, that shit is food. That that's finger food. But oh yeah. my god, I was watching you. You stack up them things and you pour all that syrup on there, and this motherfucker could not cut into them properly. He kept <laughs> dropping pieces of waffle left and right I, on his plate. I could cut through them just fucking properly. The tines on the fork were not long enough to get the bottom fucking. Yeah, because he was trying to cut five fucking vertically stacked waffles together in one heaping mouth load. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. <laughs> I was about to fucking deconstruct this fucking waffle stack they gave me bro you could have taken apart the pieces and dipped them in the sauce and then ate I, it. I could have that i'll admit that thought never crossed my mind that's how i ate them i i ate when i ordered chicken and waffles there the chicken and waffles there is actually goes like it's actually pretty good like compared okay. to like other things like I, their chicken strips are pretty good but their waffles the second i got them i didn't i didn't even pick up silverware I was I was back in the fucking ancient times. I was a nomad, and I just yep. stopped by and I just cooked my meal, and I'm eating it with my hands. Utensils, <laughs> fuck that. Fucking, there was one day um, my family and I had to run down to fucking Aberdeen for a mm-hmm. vehicle, and um, we stopped at this like restaurant there. It was like a steakhouse, and one of like their menu items was called like hot rock steak, and. It was very strange, but, um, fuck, I feel like I need to sneeze and, like, I want to tell this story, but I don't want to sneeze halfway through. You don't want to sneeze because then someone outside will yell at you. Hurry, yeah. sneeze, sneeze. It's like, force it. Force sneeze. I can't. I, can't I don't, do it. like, right. the last time I forced sneeze, I shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that's, that's not an incentive for me to try and force sneeze right now. The last time I forced but, um, sneeze, I had an orgasm. That better? <laughs> now you want to force yourself to sneeze? Huh? I'm just going to fucking. Shoot wads in my fucking pants. <laughs> nut, nut on cam and on pod. <laughs> what is this? Our only fans exclusive content. Fuckers nutting on wax. <laughs> this, um, bro, we post we, our first post to our only fans account is literally five seconds lead up into that. And then you sneeze. And then we sneezing? cut it. We cut it. And then we just say that you nut. <laughs> God. Um, going back to this fucking restaurant, <laughs> they had like, it was, there's was, like, a hot rock steak. And what they would do is they would bring you like a fucking raw steak into this fucking flat stone that's apparently been sitting in a fucking oven for like the entire day. They set it on your table and they're like, cut the steak into small strips and then you fucking put it on the rock and you can watch it cook. You've never done that like, before? N- Motherfucker, I'm going to a restaurant. I want you to cook my food for me. You've never... Oh, my God. You're biggest baby NA, bro. I just... Look, man. I just... If I'm going to pay for food, I expect that food to be cooked. Bro, what's crazy is they probably brought you just the raw piece of meat with no seasonings on it. (laughs) (laughs) And you're literally just cooking unseasoned steak for yourself. Probably. Like, we didn't order it because fucking no one in my family was like... I. I, I'm here so I don't have to cook. 
You are cowards. I would have ordered it just to be the 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 brave one to experiment, and then bitch. You want to drive six hours to Aberdeen and fucking kind of this place? Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> right, I'm not even joking. I do want to do it. We could probably find a place in town to do it, but like specifically going to Aberdeen for this one thing is way funnier. <laughs> I'll shoot a vlog. You know what? I've been pretty anti-vlog lately. I don't know if I tweeted that today, that. but um, uh, so there's a lot of different trends that have been popping up on the internet that I'm very anti. One of them is reaction videos. I'm very anti-reaction videos now. It doesn't take talent. You literally just watch a other people's content and then say like three things that's not content uh yep. number two <laughs> tier list i'm fucking done seeing that fucking tier list website pop up and then people rearranging some best marvel characters i don't give a fuck best pokemon <laughs> games i just don't care your favorite fast food chicken restaurants shut up i don't need it anymore three so like vlogs used to be really cool like i was I, like vlogs in 2010 Vlogs in 2009, yeah. so cool because it was like at that time I could never imagine myself being a regular person in Chicago or like a regular day in the life of someone in California. Like that shit is just it, it blows your mind to even think of like what that life is like and stuff. It we're 10 years into the future. I go on Instagram, I see the shit every single day of people living their lives in all these different places. Every vlog that I think of, I don't care. It's just a big fucking advertisement for three minutes. And then it's just the most mundane stuff. I'm done. Fuck vlog, fuck vlog, <laughs> vlog culture. I don't need it. I don't care. That's, that's fair. It's crazy how critical like went from like producing like the fucking video gameplay and fucking commentary like content to almost exclusively what you have described. I know. And it pisses me off because like it's so lazy. But he's yeah. getting, he's making a bag. He's getting the bag now. But I, I do miss when he was just like, he'd play video games and then just talk over them because like, it was so, it was funny. It, like it was, it was crazy. Yeah. I said, like, fucking, he had, when I last looked, he had like almost 9 million followers, which was like crazy to me. Cause I remember back when that shit was under a million. I remember him playing fucking Dora the Explorer. Like yeah. old games. And like, it looked like dog shit. And he was just like doing it. Or like the fucking the what is it the Q A S D game, Quap. Yes, where the walking game. Yeah. Yep. I remember that shit. Like, man, I just don't give a fuck, dude. There's just so many like, album comes out, reacts, 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 reacts. Yeah. It's like who gives a fuck? Review, 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 review. <laughs> Take that shit and shove it up your ass. Make a song. <laughs> <laughs> And so, no, like, I 100% agree with you, though. Like, the React style of video is so fucking lazy. Mm-hmm. Like, because you don't have to do anything. You literally yeah. just turn the video on and press record, and you're done. Yeah. It's, yeah, no. It's so lazy. The fucking, um, there's like another style of video that, like, I see a lot of, and I'm just like, fucking why? Um, ASMR. No, no, I still fucks with ASMR. ASMR is kind of weird, though. Like, I oh, like it. Always is. No, um, so, <laughs> so right, ASMR. Okay, ASMR is not weird. Um, we're we're getting rid of that stigma. Like, it's not weird. Um, because I like when I'm being whispered to. Uh, I like the sounds, but it gets weird when we start role playing. The role playing yeah. is like it's kind of like. When who was the person that was like, I need a nurse to whisper in my ear? 
or I need. <laughs> Go ahead, say what you could say. No, so I know like why that type of shit exists, and it's because like a lot of people like their first experience with ASMR, um, are like in fucking hospitals, like during like, uh, like physical exams and shit. That I'm like, oh my god, um, it's like. If you ask people, it's always like uh, hospitals or um, Bob Ross are like the I fucking suppose, two like yeah. initial like exposures to ASMR for people. Um, but no, like the re- so the reason I'm like ASMR is fucking weird was have I ever told you about like the first exposures to ASMR I had? Mm-mm. So I don't remember how the fuck this shit popped up in my recommended. I just got like the weirdest shit in there, like the fucking. Cleveland balloon disaster. No, that was fire. When when you sent me that, that oh my god! I'm sorry to do, like drive us far further off the rails. Oh, no, you're fine. Have you seen Channel 5's Chet Hanks interview? Yeah, as soon as you mentioned it, I was like, "Well, I gotta oh, go watch this shit." Oh my god, dude! It the freestyle is so funny when he's rapping, and then fucking Andrew's like, "Mm-hmm, mm-hmm." I was, I almost started crying, and I watched that video at 1.25 speed. So like the mm's were so much funnier. "Mm." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh fuck! No, I started losing it when uh, fucking Chet Hanks is talking about big up the island, and Andrew (laughs) says it, and he's like, "No, (laughs) you got, you got to practice hard." He's like, "No." (laughs) It doesn't really matter what you say as long as you say it with feeling. So fucking Andrew gets all into it. And he's like, no, you got to practice. <laughs> but it was so fucking funny. No, but I love him rapping. It's so, he goes, yeah. but then he makes Andrew rap. And then Andrew says like one line. And he's like, oh, yep. <laughs> that fucker is fucking crazy. Oh, Bro, gosh. him working out at the beach and then interviewing that one guy. Like, <laughs> like being like, yeah, what is it like to, to see Chet <laughs> Yeah. Like, not even meet him. It's just like, see him and like. <laughs> Now you feel shit. Just the funniest. Chet did hundred burpees. I did ten. Tomorrow I'll do fifteen. <laughs> no. Anyway, well, back to what you were saying with the. So yeah, again. So my first exposures to ASMR were there's two videos in particular that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there was three because one of them was like, like the general like guided relaxation videos where it's like, clench your fist for five seconds and then release. It was like that type of shit. And then the other one was, I remember the channel. It's fucking ephemeral rift. And it was one hour nutsack scratching. (laughs) (laughs) On YouTube? Yeah. It's, well, like I clicked on it because I was like, what is the, what the fuck is this title? It's a burlap sack sitting full full of what I assume are nuts sitting on a table. With a fucking, like, bow tie wrapped around, like, the top, like, the closure of the bag. And there's, like, the speakers on either side. And the video starts. And, God, I wish this was a video format. Because the fucking hands, like, come out from, like, the side of the bag. You don't see a person at all. You just see, like, the hands fucking materialize. And then they just start, like, tapping the side of the fucking bag. And, like, gently scratching. And it's just, like, so fucking weird. So, like, I watched that. The next one I saw was, um... Ah, uh, fuck. I don't remember the name of the channel. I want to say it was some shit like female ASMR, but, like, the fee was in parentheses. Um, was it spelled They weird? didn't talk at all. 
it was the title of the video was um medical autopsy roleplay parentheses real body <laughs> what the fuck time out? and how the, the thing fuck starts are you getting you how are you getting this like i i can't wait to talk about my asmr origins because then no i'm gonna seem normal now <laughs> like my shit didn't make sense but yeah, no i don't know i have no idea how the fuck i wound up here but like the video is like this dude fucking laying on this table with like a fucking sheet over him Homegirl comes and, like, pulls the sheet off of him and, like, takes a marker and draws, like, the fucking Y on his chest that they're going to fucking open up. And she starts, like, poking and prodding him. And then, like, she covers him back up and they continue on. Whole time you can watch homie's fucking chest, like, breathing. And I'm like, this is supposed to be a corpse. Um, I watched both of these videos back to back and I was like, there has to be a normal version of this. There has to be, like, some part of ASMR that isn't this fucking <laughs> unhinged. And so, like, I clawed my way back up to where normal ASMR is from, like, the fucking depths of hell down there. Should we talk about our favorite unhinged things that have happened recently? <laughs> oh, fuck, we could. I can't think of any. But there, I mean, like, in the last two weeks, I've thought of, like, things that have been, like, seriously unhinged that I've seen that is, like, why would this ever happen? And what kind of individual would ever be in this particular position to, like, do this thing? So I'm going to go back to ASMR and I'm going to talk about how I didn't know what that was until like Pokimane started making ASMR videos. And I was like, what is this? And then I remember um, I played one, but like the sound quality wasn't that good. So I didn't really get it because that's the thing yeah. is like it, the, the sound quality has to be really good or else you don't like tingle or like it, it doesn't <laughs> like the sounds don't hit your head. And then you're like, oh, I get it. Like, if the sound quality is... It's just, like, music sometimes where it's, like, the mixing is bad. You're just like, I'm not listening to this shit again. But then it was, like... Now it's just, like, the the scratching of the mics are just so crazy because it's just, like... It's so close to sounding, like, oceans and, like, water falling or, like, it sounds like snow banks. Like, big plops of snow are being dropped gently. And it's so nice, the crinkly noises. I got a fucking story for you. I'm excited. I just saw something. So, the other day, I went for a walk with one of my friends, mm -hmm. and she and I are just fucking chilling out, and she says something that sounds like a euphemism. Mm -hmm. She was like, you know, as you do when you do whippets with a Frenchman. And I'm like, this has to be like a euphemism for something. And she's like, no, this is a real story. So, she went to fucking, like, Paris for some trip. Mm -hmm. She's on fucking French Tinder. She matches with this dude. His name's Thomas. He was apparently very nice. Mm -hmm. They met up. They go back to where she's staying. They're having a good time. Getting drunk. Their friends come back. Or her friends come back. People she's staying with. They have this little party. Playing games. They run out of liquor. And they're like, oh, fuck. We ran out of liquor. And Thomas is like, yo. Let's go back to my place. And get more liquor. And she's like, you son of a bitch. That's the fucking best idea I've ever heard. <laughs> So she chases this fucking Frenchman through the streets of Paris, ducking in and out of alleys. They get back to his apartment. <laughs> oh, I'm, they, they, I'm fucking P's and Q's with the, <laughs> the, the, like, the really French, like, fucking, I don't even know what that instrument is, but it's like. They get to his place. He's fucking, <laughs> they start drinking and he's got fucking balloons and like 
canisters for filling balloons everywhere. And she's like, oh, did you just have a party? And he's like, no, they're whippets. And so he's like, would you like to do whippets with me? And she's like, fuck it, let's go. She is drunk off her ass. I asked her what the experience of doing whippets was like. And she was like, I don't remember. Because you black like, out for like 10 minutes. <laughs> she's like, I don't remember. She's like, it wasn't like enjoyable, but it also wasn't horrible. Um, She's like, I do whippets with them. Things get hot and heavy, as they do when you do whippets with a Frenchman. And she's like, we start going at it. And he gets a nosebleed. And I'm imagining, like, like they're fucking and then, like, a little bit of, like, blood drips out of his nose. And, like, oh, shit, we got to stop. She's like, no. It looked like a fucking crime scene. It looked like someone fucking, it looked like he caught a fucking elbow with his face. Like, there was blood everywhere. And I was like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> she, she's like, we, she's like, we, we, he got off. He's on top of me when this was happening. She's like, he got off. We pulled the sheets off. We got his nosebleed stopped. We then got back on his now fucking, fucking bare ass mattress and finished the deed. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, what a fucking life you lived. Like, um, the... <laughs> <laughs> like, it just makes me think of the 30 day no sleep challenge and just the blood <laughs> just everywhere like that's how i feel like you'd feel on like whippets like whenever i watch people do whippets like they look like they just like zone out and then fall asleep for 10 minutes and then come back to life which yeah. doesn't sound fun like it just looks miserable and scary <laughs> no she like said it to me and i was like, i immediately thought of you being like to be like gonna and do whippets <laughs> so i was like i need like this first-hand experience what whippets is what's scary whippets are on the list of things i'd be too scared to do and yet here you are every fucking week saying tyrell let's do whippets before the podcast let's go fucking bump some whippets let's go bump whippets <laughs> let's go do bumps of whippets <laughs> those let's go fucking hit this rail of whippets those uh rails of whippets <laughs> It's fucking canisters lined up. You're just fucking hitting them as you're like coming through. Just it's like, I can't even like bring them. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just so uncon—you, I, I just pass out. I just die. <laughs> I ascend. I start. Fl- my body is like on the ground, and like you know, like whenever it's ah, fuck. What is it? What cartoon is it? But then the bu- the spirits come out of the body, and it's like it always says when the beat switches on nights. On <laughs> that meme in real life, I'm like looking down at my body, like yo, and I grab the whippet as my spirit, and I hit a whippet in the spirit my spirit whippets. I mean spirit whippets, and then I go back in the body and I pop up, and then I'm on the Comedy Central channel with my own five minute video talking about when I did whippets. Huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh, fucking Christ. Just wait till this will be my opening stand up act. I'll get up on stage. I'll get up on stage. <laughs> yeah, how's everyone doing out there tonight? Boo. I, I, I don't do that. Don't that. It's my first time. I'm nervous. You booing me. <laughs> you booing me. He's gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna need to pop a fucking Xanax again. I'm already <laughs> off three of them. Crowd's still like, boo. <laughs> like, all right, all right, all right. So y'all heard that? Uh, y'all heard of Gunna? <laughs> Someone in the crowd's like, <laughs> I'm just like, Woo! yeah, 
Um, you guys heard wanna, right? Like, <laughs> caution, <laughs> wanna dangerous. It's dangerous. <laughs> so I was doing whippets while driving my Honda Civic down the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to dollars on my yeah, I don't know. I don't have a stand-up set. <laughs> I was gonna try to work it out as I co- went, but I was like, I already used the joke <laughs> in the first improv, five seconds. I used the punchline. Improv right stand-up away. is nuts. Improv stand-up would be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I would literally. I would have to be given a topic to be able to like do anything, because like without a topic, d- d- dead. But yeah, oh. whippets in France. I'm surprised that we were fucking at an hour and a half already. Bro, whip it. Nah, dude. I knew we were going to be fine once we got going. Uh, I was kind of worried, but then I was like, <laughs> once we got going, it was just like, what's crazy is we got to this point from Noble Meal. Because yeah. remember, we were still reviewing meals. What was the last meal we had before that? <laughs> oh, fuck. Before Noble, it was uh, Pho. Oh, I love the Pho place so much. I can't wait till it's cold. The fantastic. The Pho place is so much better when it's cold outside, too. Cause yeah. then you you're like you you walk in a frail individual barely surviving frostbite, but then you walk out a man, pregnant, full of <laughs> wet, warm juices. <laughs> Fucking pause, pause. And we get a fucking dude. I need dude to see Pikachu. Place is so fucking nice. I need to be reunited with that Pikachu. Oh fuck. Maybe next week we go back to Fall Place instead of Chicken Place. Depends on the weather. If the weather's like cold, we should go there. But if it ends up being hot like it's supposed to be, then we'll just yeah. go and get chicken. You know how it yeah, is. Yeah, I know. That, that fucking three-foot-tall Pikachu was nuts. Bro, that's... The, I need it. Fucker's wearing size 12 and a half Jordans. <laughs> that Pikachu's got Shaq Jordans on. Like that... that <laughs> bro, he's, he's wearing the 32 Shaqs in size 22. Like, them shits is enormous. You could put that baby that was getting towed around in one of the Pikachu <laughs> shoes. All right. So, so, I don't know. I I got the memory of a goldfish, so I can't do any more meals past four weeks ago. That's fair. I don't Should know we, what the fuck we ate before that. Well, we could change review of past meals to review of every restaurant in the down town fargo area <laughs> what a great spelling of review um eat a dick <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. is that something that we want to keep going with or do we want to like wait no nah, we can we time? can we actually save it again for duos because we can yeah because i can't wait to shit on boiler room <laughs> <laughs> boiler room and pounds are like at the bottom of your list i feel yeah but pounds is one that fucking texas roadhouse has been working its way down <laughs> The rankings. Because Redacted <laughs> loves that place so much. If I let him choose, we end up going there. Every time. Yeah. Alright. Twitter segment. Fuck, I haven't hung out with Redacted in weeks. Next time he asks me to go somewhere, I'll text you. And I'll see Thank what you. you're doing. So that you can come with us. We finished watching Last Chance You. That was our thing that we were doing. was watching the basketball one. Yeah. But then, like, it has such a shit ending because, like, the season they did it was during COVID. So, like, the season Christ. ends because of COVID. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is so ass. It's, like, such a shit ending. I hate them stupid fuckers anyway. All right. What are we moving on to? 
We might as well go through tweets. You got like a backlog of fucking months. I fucking do. And he's been on a roll during this uh, recording. <laughs> he really has. I got them. I got those screenshotted already. Thank God. Because that shit is just fucking it's like some of them shits is crazy. All right, let's go from the top. All right. September 10th. At. At 12, 16 a.m. <laughs> Do you want to sleep together? At 1044 a.m. Might update my profile pics in the next couple months. <laughs> I thought that one was super funny when I read it. Yep. Everything except living in a wigwam slash teepee slash earthen lodge and wearing animal skin slash furs is unsustainable. Mm. iPads kind of suck. Good thing I never bought one and only have to use for work. What do you think his job is? Ah, oh, fuck. I couldn't even begin to guess. Like, I get no context clues from, like, the shit that he does, apart from the fact he has to use an iPad. Hey, all I know is he went to weed camp, too. <laughs> yeah, that, too. Wonder if that blonde native girl still wants to go to Mirancho. I'll pay. We'll chat. Say bye. That was fun. And that's it. My Chinese girl only upload a snap story every now and then, like me, too. I went hit right here. I can feel that one in my yeah. chest. Sorry, I need to. This is a. This isn't from Redacted. <laughs> this isn't from Tweet Redacted. This is from other Redacted. Okay. This is a fucking chat log. Homie said I might be top five at this little game called Love, or what? <laughs> and he he tagged a friend of ours in the group chat. Said friend responds with, "You're a fucking dog that needs to be put down." Which I think is the fucking funniest exchange. <laughs> Why would he ever think that he's top five with love? It's <laughs> so crazy. I got no answers for you, dog. It's <laughs> so fucking funny, man. Redacted for Minnesota State District Representative 20XX. I'm 100% with him, dude. I'll fucking yeah, no, camp- like, we gotta move I will to campaign we gotta manage get him for him. The fuck in. I will manage his entire campaign and get him in the fucking office. I don't give a fuck. I'll throw away everything in my life right now to ensure that happens. You little old ass, ugly ass bitch. (laughs) 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 You spell everything right. No. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch spelled (laughs) B-I-C-H. It's not wrong. Same pronunciation. Yep. Uh... I'm not trying to end up like that young Florida fiend who came up to my family rental van in the parking lot while I was eating lightly salted or lightly sea salted Chick-fil-A fries. He mouthed, I need to eat and made a gesture toward his mouth as he didn't think I was an English speaker. (laughs) I don't have any goals. I just live to make the most out of the moment. He did not say that. I have the shit fucking saved, dog. Put it up to the camera send for it me. To you after this. Put it up to the camera for me. Yeah, that's not him. That's a different one. That's uh, <laughs> I can't even read it. I have to just like believe. Fuck. No, I'm not gonna be able to read it because I'm blind. First off, like I can't. First off, I can't read text. Like if you haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> that's so. <laughs> he was in his bag. <laughs> yeah. 
when the folks at the Chinese place say take more food greater than time. <coughs> There's that sneeze. It's been fucking waiting. That's the that's the that's the fucking shot there, guys. It's yeah. a money shot right there. <laughs> <laughs> Referring to every sneeze as a money shot is fucking <laughs> crazy. Not appropriate. This one is just it just says it's just four S's. <laughs> Nothing else, it's not even a quote. No. What <laughs> they just It's just Capital S, lowercase s, lowercase s, lowercase s. <laughs> what the fuck was he doing? Good <laughs> fucking tell you, dog. That's my goat, bro. Till the cows come home? <laughs> Wasn't gonna say anything because you would think I was tweaking again, but last weekend I heard church bells echoing through the woods and don't live anywhere near a church. I hope he's okay. Which one of you smells like onions? <laughs> oh, this one is this one is a tweet from other redacted. <laughs> me, yeah, shit. I've been listening to a lot of Joy Division lately. Really has me thinking about the human condition and how depressing it is. Probably doesn't help that I work overnights either. I just subway worker holding a foot long of Italian bread, sir. It's seven a.m. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Tornado warning included. So, fucking National Weather Service tweets out. Tornado warning including Randall, Minnesota, Swanville, Minnesota, Gray Eagle, Minnesota, until 6.30 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Fucker quote tweets just saying, Randall. <laughs> I remember I sent you that? Yeah. I, I thought it was just so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> it's a Doppler radar. <laughs> Randall. Randall was all he took out of it. I got called a nice Korean fella again. <laughs> tickle, tickle. Who looks at him and thinks Korean? <laughs> I'm gonna let the bang energy do the talking. He's five inches too tall to be even considered Korean. <laughs> the bang energy tweet. Letting the bang energy do the talking immediately followed up by, let me talk to you. <laughs> I need 11K in premium by Friday night. Wish I grew up in a city where, the, where there were unrelated gals or just had an actual human population in general. I feel that one. Um, the images that make you go, huh, account tweeted out a picture of... Um, of a sign outside of business that says, if you are coughing or sneezing, kindly take a mask and put it on. And they have like three uh, three emojis on it. And one of them looks, I assume that they thought homegirl was coughing, but it looks like she's fucking doing like the blowjob motion. And he quote tweets saying, you ain't going to make me wear one of the masks, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get you some insurance for you and your Arctic cat. Either it's going to break down or you'll roll it over and bust your head. Might get ticks to go see Miranda. I just love the way the gal says Oklahoma. <laughs> that one was so funny. It <laughs> to Miranda Lambert. Yep. That one was super fucking funny. 
where's a guy got to go to get some mini tacos around here? What's crazy is both redacteds use gal. Yep. I think they talk to each other. <laughs> what would the it would be like an immovable object meet or meets an unstoppable force or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> really would. Geez, the year after I left for college, this guy kept walking up to my mom's house asking to see his son and she had to get a restraining order. That's scary because that probably is true. Yeah. Thanks, pilot car. Driving in the left lane feels way more natural. Need to move to Europe and marry European lady. (laughs) I want a scene in a movie where I pull up in the whip and my theme song is Gucci Mane's Loser, parentheses, bass boosted. (laughs) <laughs> he he there was a time where he would like tweet out a lot of songs and then it would always be bass boosted yeah you just keep all the good prospects and current customers to yourself it's, he he retweeted this one he had no no addition to it but the initial tweet is funny enough on its own that i just wanted to read it if you see my son Eugene, please DM me. It's urgent. <laughs> it is also imperative that you do not yell at him or make any sudden movements. He's an empath and carries a loaded pistol with him at all times. Please help me find my son. It's that little white boy. <laughs> yep. I'm going to just ride around with a sawed-off 410 with a slug and pop a deer on sight. It's only a major crime up north where there ain't a lot of people and they look for any old thing to get mad at you over. Just saying he's going to pull up on a deer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucker's going to commit a drive-by on Bammy. <laughs> Fucking out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Seen a light-skinned Bambi with his brains on <laughs> Oh, fuck. At the same corner where Thumper hung out. <laughs> <laughs> Say not a tape record. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> uh, someone tweeted out this picture of fucking Andy from Toy Story holding up Buzz Lightyear, and then what the fuck is the other thing in the image? Show me. <laughs> fucking you! You saw the goddamn thing. Uh, I I don't know. It's like a Nintendo Power Glove, but it's a middle <laughs> finger. <laughs> Anyway, homie quote tweeted with, is that a dildo? <laughs> and then... That's a fucking whippet! <laughs> that is a whippet! <laughs> so I thought... <laughs> is this the uh, French guy? <laughs> that's Thomas. <laughs> Some respect on his fucking name. <laughs> this motherfucker is like... I whatever this whipped cream machine is. <laughs> I wanted you to fucking look at it and realize it was a whippet. I didn't have it, like, pulled up, pulled up, so I had to, like, find it. Uh, <laughs> fucking some... <laughs> the Kill Me Fam Debo account said, nothing can stop me, I'm all the way up to the picture of a fucking white dude. Homie quote tweeted saying, that's that guy named John, and he was smoking cigs at the Indian, parentheses, kid at Trails. At the middle school bus swap and saw him at the football game late night, too. <laughs> God, there's just such specific imagery. His memory is amazing. It really is. Yeah, I don't see anything else that I've missed, though. 
Fuck, it's weird going from tweets to having to be the one to close it out, too. Yeah, I thought about just being silent and seeing what you do. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I, I, I realized when you didn't pick it up, I was like, fuck, you're going to make me do the goddamn outro. Hey, man, I'm in the middle of scrolling my activity feed over here, trying to learn some yeah. things. Thanks for coming out, everyone. We appreciate your listenership. Please tell your friends about us. Tell your family about us. Tell your priest about us. Tell your medicine man about us. Mm. Tell your bus driver about us. Mm. If you like us, tell them about us. I'm on episode 30 of Death Note. Oh, my God. It went downhill after 25. I'm sorry, bud. Where does Misa Misa rank? (sighs) I like her a lot. Because, like, if I was light, oh, my God, that dedication is up there with Mikasa. Like, to that, like, just, like, anything. Literal ride or die. Like, gets the fucking funky eyes for me. (laughs) I got a tweet in my drafts that's like, I I trade the crazy eyes for anything. Fuck it, I don't care. (laughs) But it's too specific (laughs) for me to just, like, tweet out. Um... (laughs) She's high. She's she. I think she's low A tier for sure. Okay. Okay. Like, like I fall in love with her every time I see her do shit for him. <laughs> so I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. If if you like if if you like the podcast, tell all the people I just put in that list about us. If you hate the podcast, uh, there's another one you need to read right now. He just tweeted. Oh fuck. If you hate the podcast, go tell your fucking worst enemy about us. Um, <laughs> Redacted's live tweet during the middle of the outro. Are those guys still flying planes and helicopters around looking for weed plants? That's my goat. Yeah, you he know knows that's how to a close. Valid question from him. You know how to close. Yep. I I don't know what else to do. What else to say? Follow us on fucking Twitter at Color Theory Pod. Leave us a, a like. Leave us a rate. Leave us a review. Promote us to everyone you know. Thanks for coming out. Come back next week. Hopefully TZ will be back. Bye-bye now. Keep going. I'm not done. I want an encore of the outro. <laughs> Keep going. From the top? All right. <laughs> Again. What up? It's your boy Tyrell, a.k.a. Stamos, <laughs> a.k.a. Big Top Bingo, a.k.a. You know- <laughs> Did you know that like the the uh, Bodega Boys, which is Jesus and Marrow podcast, they used to do AKAs before and after. So 40 minutes oh, of the shit. podcast would be <laughs> AKAs every time. And then they eventually, like, because they kept adding, they were eventually like, all right, guys, we can only do them either at the very beginning or at the very end. We're not doing them twice anymore or else there's no podcast. Oh, my oh. fucking God. Yeah. Thanks for coming out, everyone. I appreciate each and every one of you. Bye bye now. I don't politic. Most of you blame. I know you're out there. I saw your finger get fucked. Why he popped the cell down? Can't buy it, it might not be him. Who gon' get my deal then? Since they all scared of drugs and kids. Nigga, where's the fun in this? I don't got no life to risk. Dead boy status, I'm just here so they can tape the shit. Tape it if you dog or these hoes lying about some sacred shit. Mother and a daughter and my sister for a basic bitch. Gave a whole my all and still complaining about some basic shit. Face the shit, I can't kick a habit, I won't. It's bad for me, I do. Purple cough, prevent fluid. Out of time and I knew it. Froze before I got to it. Action time, let's get to it. I'm
from the dash, but you knew it.